子拼出一生痴，流汗血尽赤心追寻大意义，生命作赌注，留下了英雄故事，忧患见骨气，狂暴顾盼似醒思。Hello, everyone. Welcome to Exploited. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And I'm William Wright. Yep, back for our bonus episode here as we look at Police Story from 1985, directed by Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Hold it! Dynamic. Dauntless. Resourceful. A ladies' man. He's no average cop. But he gets the job done. At first, he was hailed as a hero. Lock him in the cells. Yes, sir. Book him for murder. Until he got set up. Now his whole police precinct is after him. To clear his name, his only chance is to get the crooks who framed him. Chan is a one-man battalion. As he sets his record straight in Police Story. This movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. I fell in love with this movie. What did you think it was going to be? Well, see, I was introduced to Jackie Chan through um, Rumble in the Bronx, which is a fun movie bizarre movie but really really fun and then after that like no jackie chan movie i felt really lived up to rumble in the bronx so i thought oh well this is earlier before rumble in the bronx because that's his peak so this is going to be like super cop 2 or something which instant I, incidentally is police part of the police story franchise i disagree his peak was jackie chan adventures going around the world picking up talismans what the, the cartoon I love that cartoon as a kid. <laughs> uh, Rush Hour is pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I gotta rewatch that. I love Chris Tucker though. Yeah, Rush Hour is a good one, but just the first one. You know, and you know what? I don't really remember the other ones. Shanghai Noon is kind of fun. I, mean, I need to see Rush that Hour one. with the white guy instead of <laughs> yeah. in the West instead of in the modern time. That's the same movie though. And don't forget the classic that is the Tuxedo. I've seen that. <laughs> I should be happy I haven't seen that. I don't know. Oh, God, it's terrible. It's awful. It's 
It begins with a deer pissing in the stream. <laughs> How about Kung Fu Panda? Kung Fu Panda is great. He's barely in it, but all three Kung Fu Pandas are really, really good movies. Which surprises me, because I was like, I should hate these movies, but I watched them because of the kids, and I was like, wow, they're three in, and they're still good. This is almost yeah, they're, they are pretty story. Good. They, are, they yeah. are pretty fun movies. Yeah. Well, you, when, once you say Kung Fu Panda, Jack Black plays a panda, you can think of all the bad ideas that just pop in your head, and then you watch it, and you go, no, I want this character to win and then the second one comes out, and you just go, "Wow, this has got some good drama." And by the way, this is an this is an exploitation podcast, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, which you probably well, well, Electric Dragon is nowhere near this podcast. So, <laughs> but Police Story it just jumps right in. Well, following about sixty logos. Yes, there are like sixty logos. <laughs> By the way, did you guys watch the dub version or the – which version did you watch? <laughs> uh, subtitled. I, yeah, I got subtitled oh, from – Wow, we switched it. Yeah, we switched it from the last episode. I watched the dub version, and in the dub one, whatever – he's just called Jackie Chan throughout it. Yeah, in some dubbed versions, he's called Jackie Chan. In other ones, he's called Kevin. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it is what it is. Well, because his name in the, in the regular version is, like, Kai Kwa. Yeah. Which I guess if you're a white person, like, what's the closest name to Kai Kwa? Oh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Just reminds me of that scene with Will Smith in, in Men in Black 2 when he sees Agent K's real name and he starts laughing. He's like, what's up with you? It's Kevin. I just can't <laughs> process you having a name. <laughs> and I brought Will Smith back. Jeez. Yep. But we jump right into the, the the cops are planning this big drug bust on the, the Chu Lao, who's running all this heroin, and we we get a real quick rogues gallery. The only ones we really get are Chu Lao and Selena Fong, his, like, secretary. By the way, this whole sequence, later homaged, and I'm using quotes, in Bad Boys 2. What, them talking about this Operation Hunt in the office? Uh, the the operation and the shootout in like the the shitty area that yeah, whole the, scene that whole section is like if you go why does this look familiar you're like oh it's bad boys too all that's missing is Henry Rollins oh no that's what I I actually made several notes about it reminding me of bad boys too <laughs> and I didn't even make like the direct connection I just thought that like the first part of the movie just felt like a Michael Bay film. It does. It really does, though. Because we get Operation Borhan, and all the cops, they all have to memorize and destroy their plans, and they they are set up in this shanty town that's on a hill. Full disclosure, I love Bad Boys 2. One of my favorites. See, and I don't like them. Oh, Bad Boys 2 is so horribly fun. I, I saw it when I was a kid with my dad in the movie theater, and I don't think I got everything. Out of that movie. Operation Boar Hunt, it almost immediately goes south. Right, because apparently Hong Kong cops are completely inept. Yes, because they're just wearing them, their little... Literally ears. got giant-ass binoculars <laughs> looking around, completely <laughs> suspicious. So they're all made almost immediately, and then there's just a huge shootout. Yeah, it is a hell of a shootout. Jackie Chan ends up arresting Selena Fong, and he slaps her around. I was like, whoa, Jackie! 
I love the part where he goes, you need to stop shooting. You tell the bad guys that. Yeah, that's good. Well, no, the line is, our orders are to look before shooting so we keep civilians safe. Jackie Chan goes, did anyone tell the criminals that? But the other thing is, like, you mentioned you saw the subtitle version. I saw the dub version. And I know this is prevalent in dubs in the 80s, like you hear this in anime, but it sounds like the most disinterested white people dubbed Jackie Chan. (laughs) And I have a note that says his police chief, the one that's not wearing glasses, sounds like a bored Brecken Meyer. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) And then the... the... (laughs) Subtitle you mean, a, you mean a more bored Bruckenmeyer. <laughs> the, the character, that police chief, whose name is Uncle Bill. Uncle! One more thing! <laughs> um, he's really jovial, you know, throughout. As opposed to the actual, like, superintendent, the, the like, 15-year-old kid with glasses. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, runs the was... whole police station. <laughs> it's like Detective Conan or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they... Of the shootout in the shanty town, he arrests Selena. After he destroys the whole town. Well, no, that's before he destroys the whole town that he arrests her. Then they, all the bad guys get into cars. You know, they technically destroy the town. He's just chasing after. I know that's that's the Bad Boys Two thing. It's like the beginning of Bad Boys Two. They're like driving through the whole area. They're tearing up. They blow up a boat. And they're like talking to their police chief, and they're like they're listing off all the damage the police have caused in the streets. Like, and a boat. How did you guys destroy a boat? It's like what was on the. But yeah, they all car chase downhill, just through the shanty town, busting through every house. You just see scrap metal flying everywhere. These like houses and explosions. Yeah, fuck your houses. <laughs> we chasing bad guys. But by the way, I have a note that I have a genuine question. You guys might have a better understanding of this. When I see a cop movie, I expect different kinds of guns. They, every character has the same short-barreled handgun. That was the standard through the 80s, especially in Asia. Like, in Japan, well, it was also the well, I mean, standard. Well, police officers are issued. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I'm used to American ones where the main character has, like, the big forty five Magnum, or they have, like, the Tackleberry gun that blows up everything. So it was interesting to see... Everybody has the same gun. Actually using their, like, state-issued firearms. <laughs> yeah. But those, um, yeah, the state-issued little short-barrel revolver, but they didn't move to, like, the modern 9mm in Asia until, like, the 90s. But, yeah, there's also that one police officer who pees himself. Because I like uh, that. Well, I mean, I like to, they give a little bit of realism. I think he, certain day in a big firefight, people getting shot all around. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Um, I just... Wouldn't expect it from a police officer. <laughs> Probably not, but I mean, yeah. That's why they don't. That's why they don't wear light pants. That's why they're supposed to wear dark pants. Yeah, so, he's uh, wearing white pants. Yeah. But yeah, they crash through this town, blowing up everything, and all the cars crash at the bottom, and they're so beat up looking. Eighties, some seventies cop show music. In yeah, seventy-five. <laughs> but you know, whatever. The bad guys get out and they run onto this bus, and it's awesome because that's when the cool music starts up. Yeah. <laughs> And Jackie Chan chases after the bus with an umbrella. And he's just hanging there. He hooks the umbrella into a window. That dude is a crazy motherfucker. Like, how, why? How is, why is he doing this? Not the character, the character, whatever, but I mean, like, Jackie himself is actually doing this ridiculous stunt. 
Well, the way Jackie Chan and the other guy, I think Edward Tong, wrote this movie is Jackie Chan just came up with a bunch of different stunts he wanted to do. He's like, we need something in this shantytown. I want to hang off a bus with an umbrella. I want to jump off of a mall. So you take that and put a story around them. And admittedly, that's kind of how the script feels. Because there are times it changes tones. Like, suddenly it's lighthearted. Suddenly it's very dramatic. Suddenly it's, well, it's like, pick a tone. But yeah, and no. we all know the thing about Jackie Chan is he does his own stunts. There's only yep. one scene in this movie where he used the double. The motorcycle, right, at the end? Yep, the motorcycle at the end. It was The, the stuntman was named, like, Blackie Co. That sounds like a movie you should review. It's Blackie yeah. Co. This, uh... You saw coffee. You saw Superfly. Now, check out Blackie Co. <laughs> but he hangs off in this bus with the umbrella, and it's really awesome looking. Yeah. He must take, like, pro wrestler levels of damage to his body to do oh. this. He does. Oh, just, the man for a while couldn't get insured. He had to pay his own insurance. And, um, he, he falls off and tumbles around, and he... He chases down the hill to catch up with the bus again and stops it, you know, in the middle of the street. Oh, I did like this scene. Where he just jumps out in front of the street to stop this guy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to kick your ass. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm the police. And then later on, he's like, a kind citizen volunteered their car to help stop the bus. <laughs> no, Jackie Chan just stops the guy and pulls out a gun. It's like, police. And so the bus stops. The guys fly out the window. Which, by the way, apparently that glass was much thicker than usual movie glass. Oh, yeah. So, well, it, sti- so it still hurt like hell. Oh, we'll get more into to broken glass in this movie later, though. Yeah. But actually, with this scene I was reading is they weren't supposed to fly out of the bus onto the floor. Like, they had the car and there was padding and they were supposed to, like, that. the physics was that they were going to come out and fall onto the the car but the bus's brakes you know didn't work as well and so no they worked too well so the bus stopped early and so everyone just flies through the windows onto the floor under the ground the asphalt and he goes in to arrest chu lao who tries to bribe him with this big thing of american cash i believe yes it was american cash (laughs) like i still think i don't know in 85 we probably had a higher rate of of value than equivalency. Yeah, we probably did. Also, probably easier to launder in Hong Kong. I don't know. You know, Jackie Chan, being the honorable good cop, says nope, arrests him, and they're they're kind of celebrating their big bust at the um station. And the the chief is like, remember, you got to be humble about it. You know, you can't say you did this. And Jackie Chan's like, oh yeah, I I say that it all came from the careful planning of our superiors. <laughs> and then they go in and, you know, the little 14-year-old police chief is like, Operation Boar Hunt was a total fucking failure. What the hell happened? It literally <laughs> is like a scene out of, out of Bad Boys. Like, Jackie Chan goes, the careful planning of our superiors. <laughs> That's right. By the way, someone, I don't know if it's in this part, but I have a note that says, like, someone compares him to John Wayne. And all I could think of is that scene in in the birdcage where they acknowledge that John Wayne wasn't really an action guy and he had a very dainty walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan's more of an action star than John Wayne was. Sorry, John Wayne fans. Only one of them was in an Expendables movie. And only one of them could convincingly be Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, hint, I don't know what you're hint. talking about, Ms. Jowski. Ms. Tartar Woman. Uh, hint, it wasn't the one that actually played Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> And so they're um they're praising Jackie Chan. They're gonna make him like the the poster boy for police recruitment. And so he does all these little photo shoots and everything, which yeah are pretty incredible. Which is the only and and they're also the only time he wears a uniform. Every other That's time, right. every other time he looks like he's ready for dance class <laughs> throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he does. He's wearing like, track suits and stuff. Even in the press conference that happens later, it's like all these guys in their medals and their hats and all that and all the uniforms and there's just a dude in a track suit. He's just wearing this big yellow track jacket. So we get the two police chiefs that they're, they're plotting what to do and they are awful at playing darts. The worst yeah, let players me just... ever. Yeah, let me just stand by this dartboard while my boss is throwing stuff. Nothing bad will happen here. Because they never even hit the dartboard. I, I do have a question. There is a something Los Angeles, city of Los Angeles thing in the chief's office. What the hell is that? I didn't even notice it. I forgot. Maybe he, he picked it up from some conference he attended. I was just like, I'm watching the movie. And in the beginning, it's like, okay, this has got to be Hong Kong or something, right? And then they're in the office, and it's just like, city of Los Angeles. Like, what is this this supposed to be, Los Angeles? And then the next scene, there's cars with Hong Kong, you know, the HK. Like, no, this is definitely Hong Kong. So what the hell is this? Yeah, when they're doing the police promos, they're like the Royal Hong Kong Police Force. So I have no idea what that is. That definitely confused me. Maybe it's a dream. It's just... (laughs) Hoping, hoping to achieve a dream. Yes, right. That's One day I'll goal. be Los Angeles LAPD police chief. One day. <laughs> but they decide that they're um they're gonna get Selena to be a witness for the prosecution, and that they're going to assign Jackie Chan to basically be her body, you know, bodyguard. And they think this is a really good idea, and they're like, "All right." And then they lean back, and they're like, "Throw the darts together!" Like it's this big moment. <laughs> And the darts just hit, like, the bottom of the wall. Wall, yeah. I'm a terrible dart player. I'm still better than those guys. I'm not that good. I mean, I competed in a dart competition once. You know, it was just open. You pay $5 and you're in. <laughs> I, I can at least hit the dartboard. Yeah. Automatically makes me better at dart player than those guys. We enter the, the whole portion of the movie where it's just a lot of comedy. And I refer to it as the the Jackie Chantix. Yes. He's trying to get Selena to to be more cooperative. Well, no, we get the the scene at the police station first with the lawyer. Oh, God, that lawyer. (laughs) They're like, we want to speak to Selena alone. Because at first they're trying to make her a witness. And the lawyer's like, well, no, no, that's bad. That's bullshit. And they're like, we'd like to speak to Selena alone. Please leave the room. And then they don't talk to her at all. They just start, like, reading a newspaper. One guy's playing with a fish. And, and, like, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. We just wanted him out of the room for a little bit. I think the idea was that they leave her in the room there for a few minutes. 
And then she goes out, the lawyer, and he does this. You know, what did you say? And she says nothing, and he doesn't believe her. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. believe that the cops just sat there doing nothing. So they wanted the lawyer to think that they had told her something and that she's hiding something. And so he's trying to get her to be more cooperative, and so she goes to her her house, and he's, like, jumping out of the window going, Boo! you got to be worried about killers, because there's this guy in a mask right outside with a knife. And it's right after we get the... um. You know, mobsters are like, we gotta take care of Selena. Right. Because the lawyer has gone to and I'm going, oh, she's a witness now. Because he doesn't believe that, you know, yeah. <laughs> that she didn't make a deal with the cops. And the truth is, Selena really doesn't know much. Yeah, she doesn't. Well, she knows, well, we know later that she knows his password for stuff, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, she um, doesn't really know the the inner workings of this, of this insane uh, criminal world. Because, like, she tells Jackie Chan when he's trying to get her statement that, like, oh, you know, he was a family friend that used to buy milk for my mother when I was growing up, you know? But we get this masked killer that comes in <laughs> with a mask, and he's like, I'm going to kill you! And Vega, is that you? It turns out that the masked guy is just another cop, a friend of Jackie's. <laughs> it's just, I, I wish they had a scene... Where Jackie explained to the guy, okay, you're going to put on this mask, and you're going to break into someone's house and pretend to try and stab them. Yeah, that is the worst. I'm like, worst? Because I didn't, obviously, I'm, like, I'm just going through it. Worst assassin ever. Also, that knife is now super dull, because you just keep smacking it against the ground. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's a bait. I get it. That's why he's so terrible. <laughs> She knocks him out, and Jackie Chan keeps trying to play the drama, and he's, like, weakened at Bernie's with this guy. I do like this scene. It is pretty funny. Oh, no, he's trying to fight. And she keeps hitting him in the head. And she's finally coming with this big, like, marble column that'll definitely kill him. Jackie Chan's like, no, 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 he's unconscious. Well, let me make sure. No. And then they just leave. His, His buddy's on the ground. And probably got a massive concussion. <laughs> yeah. Might still die. <laughs> yes. But no, he showed her up, so now they gotta go to his place. And they, they go to his place, and all the ways when he records on his little tape recorder, you know, her statement, which is important. Um, he also, they also get attacked for real on the way here, too. That's actually what frightens her more. As well, they hit a baby character. Yeah, that's not a real baby. <laughs> it's then, not a real baby. Yeah, the bad guys come out. And then the traditional Jackie Chan stuff starts like 40 minutes into the movie for the first time. The stuff we really came for. And it doesn't last long, but they beat up these cars. So now they're going in this broken-ass car to Jackie Chan's house. <laughs> I do love this. <laughs> the car okay. door's missing, and he's just like waving everybody. Pass me, pass me. But come uh, on. Car suffered a little bit of damage there. And she's just in her nightgown. Right. <laughs> That's an image, a dude in a tracksuit and a woman in her nightgown in a beat-up car. <laughs> and they get to his house where, surprise it's, it's birthday just a, party. It's just another Tuesday in the South, right? Yes. <laughs> they get to his house and it's surprise birthday party. And his girlfriend May is there. And, you know, she thinks that he's arrived with this girl in her nightgown. And so... To be fair... It didn't occur to him to go, I'm bringing a woman to my apartment. 
maybe I should tell my girlfriend what's going on. Well, I don't think you know his girlfriend would be there. Well, he forgot it was his own damn birthday. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I think I think that happens to a lot of us in our thirties. We don't really want to remember our birthday, especially when you suffer the kind of concussions that guy's. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets a cake in the face several times throughout this. Yeah. You know, so he's mad about his girlfriend and he just he starts to take a shower when the girlfriend comes in and Selena's like, Oh shh, shh, shh you know, like figuring he's gonna apologize, but no, he rants about, you know, well my girlfriend sucks, she's this narrow minded baby. You know, I'm never gonna apologize to her. It's like where did this machismo come from? <laughs> Out of nowhere. He's just nope. salty about getting his face smacked with cake. Yeah, and May tries to, she pretends to call him, and he's just on the phone just with this whole machismo act. Like, oh yeah, you come crawling back, you stupid woman. And he turns around and sees her, and it literally goes, wah, wah. And then she tries to leave, and does, is that, is it now or later in the film that she... That he apparently can prevent her scooter from going away. Yeah, that's the scene. That's the scene. Well, first she just grabs his backpack, her backpack and yanks her off. And then he gets, she's holding the, the back of the scooter up so she can't go. And then when he drops it, it goes in the street wildly. And she's, like, dancing with this scooter. I'm surprised he's kept running. It's well-built. The scooter is pretty well-built. And while he's off doing that, Selena is looking around the apartment and sees, like, the police group photo. And sees the killer, realizes, oh, God, it was a scam. And so when he comes back in, she's being weirdly naive and seductive. And she's sitting, flirty, and she's, like, sitting on this cactus. That's an interesting uh, video series. Girls who sit on cactuses. I'm not going to even Google that, because I know that's a thing. (laughs) I I just know it's a thing. It is a thing. It has to be a thing. I don't have to. I don't even have to know that it's a thing to know that it's a thing because it's the internet and that's the kind of world we live in. Jowski, you know that Kevin at some point is going to be like, "How dare you put this guy on on the podcast? Not only does he talk too much, but now he put that image in my head. Now I can't sleep." I we were I was having a discussion with a friend of mine one time, and I don't remember exactly how this comes came up, but uh, he said something about urethra beads. Oh, I said that's I, that's real. Yep. He's like, no, and he looked it up, and he goes, I hate you. I actually had to see pictures of that. I'm like, I told you not to look it up. <laughs> I did that's look not up even the worst. Girl sits on cactus. And it doesn't look like it's a fetish. There's a couple videos, but they're not <laughs> you like... You looked it up? They're not like the weird Poor diaper shit. fetish videos or something. It's just, girl sits on cactus. Hey, girl sits <laughs> She sits on cactus, reads in an entertainment weekly in a business suit or something. They're actually those more clickbaity videos where they have this girl and it's like, girl is near cactus. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> That's how we should label all of our episodes. Just in the most clickbaity way possible. <laughs> That, that that that'll be your next episode. Screw Death Castle. We're gonna you're gonna review Girl Sits on Cactus. Girl Sits on Cactus. I mean, we reviewed worse back in the Geek Juice days. <laughs> anyway, we go back to the apartment where his girlfriend's not his girlfriend. The 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 secretary's gonna get revenge. Yes, um, and so she does all this flirty stuff. 
She spills the orange juice and goes, Oh, you've got me so wet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, I'm going to sleep in your bed with you. And then she just goes, Good night. Leave me alone. And stomps upstairs. <laughs> and the next morning she's gone and he's rushing to the, the court. Yeah, because he's slept too long. Yeah, with two, two alarm clocks that were not neither, neither of them set. They might have been set and then turned off by her. That's yeah, that is a possibility because she. we find out that she's trolling him hardcore. He, he does kind of deserve it. He yeah. does because he says some really misogynistic shit about May in that scene. Also, I mean, he did literally set up a dude to try to fake kill her. Now, it just so happens that also real people were trying to kill her. And it's like in that scene where you have Selena and May, Selena and May, they kind of just have this female camaraderie, even though they're strangers. And for a moment, May thought that Jackie Chan was cheating on her with her. Oh, but turns out he's just a buffoon. He's just a buffoon. And Selena's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you're with this idiot. (laughs) Sorry you're dating an asshole. It's like, <laughs> but we have the the defense attorney is like really on his a game for introducing doubt. Oh yeah, well and, when you're paid by the billion in heroin money. And we have the opposite of Phoenix Wright for the prosecution, who <laughs> just says in his massive voice, "I object, I object, I object." I do like uh, that they keep the British colonial traditions alive with the wigs, though. Yes, that is, I, and it's so awkward looking though. Oh, yeah, incredibly awkward. Let's I, I be honest, look. it's awkward looking on white people, British white British people who do it as well. I just love that the defense attorney is a prop comic, too. <laughs> he keeps pulling out props to demonstrate. Oh. Yeah, he does. He pulls out a toy bus at one point. <laughs> but he does not use the Chewbacca defense. So he uh, gets Jackie Chan on the stand, and one of his arguments, he's like, well, what time was it when you were... You know, starting at 6 a.m. Did you know that the almanac says that the sun rises at 6.23 on that morning? And it like, looked pretty bright to me when I was watching the scene. <laughs> looked like the afternoon. Yeah, broad daylight. <laughs> and you know the phrase, the, dark is, the d- night is always darkest before the dawn, which means that there's this giant period of darkness right before sunset. So you probably didn't see anything. And I'm like... That's kind of a stretch there, guy. They're like, you only... He basically creates this narrative that Jackie Chan stopped a random bus. And that this drunk king, there was just a a man on a bus. And then he's like, well, I have the the tape of Selena's confession. And they pull out these big speakers so you know it's going to be like a big moment. Yeah, it's got the rock concert setting up. Yeah. Iron Maiden's about to take the stage. Yeah, I have big. I have the commercial idea, commercial for these speakers. Big speakers for big confessions. <laughs> That's right. There you go. And it it plays the whole thing with, "Ow, you're hurting my butt." You know. Yeah, I love it. Jackie Chan's all embarrassed and he's jumping. It was a cactus. It was she was sitting on a cactus. And meanwhile, Bay I have is a video of room, it. Continuing to suffer through his idiocy. <laughs> And it just keeps getting worse. Oh, you're getting me so wet. She's building shoes, I swear. (laughs) And the entire courtroom is laughing. 
As they should be. <laughs> the, the, the judge is just, ha, 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 case dismissed, ha, ha. Yeah, I know. These judges busting up laughing, too. It's great. And we get a scene with the, um, the heroin dealers, and they're like, okay, we must destroy this cop. And they concoct a plan that they're going to somehow get him his him to get framed for murder by having his revolver kill Selena. And then we get more antics of Jackie Chan in the police station on the phone. Oh god, uh, the phone scene. But before that, we get Michael we get Jackie Chan doing a Michael Jackson dance to get cow shit off his shoes. I don't know how yes. anybody missed that. That yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I have moonwalking through dog shit. <laughs> but he gets in there and they're they're like, we gotta go do all this stuff, Jackie. You stay here and watch the phones. And he's leaning over and he's cooking ramen at this little hot plate. And I'm like, oh, this is all a comedic setup. Because he's got this ramen he's secretly cooking. And they're like, we're leaving you alone. I'm like, this is going to be some Laurel and Hardy shit here. I don't know. His girlfriend is trying to get him to go hang out with her mom. Like, I don't know how she's still with him after all of this. She is literally a saint, apparently. Yeah. And then antics ensue. Yeah, because each of these phones individually rings, and so he's carrying around, like, five phones rolling around, getting tangled up in these cords. Apparently the Hong Kong police can't afford a dispatcher. Yes. <laughs> one, one lady calls, and my husband's beating me, and the other guy's lost a cow. Well, I was raped! Yeah, it ends with a rape joke, and I was like, jeez, Jackie. And yeah. he's t- juggling all of these, plus his girlfriend. And, and um, the girlfriend's, like, <laughs> pressuring about, like, you need to come hang out with me and my mom. And then he thinks he's talking to the rape victim. It's like, go to family planning and get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's Sorry. a cool scene, though, because he's, like, juggling and moving around, flipping all these phones and... And he, and he eats ramen with pencils. Yeah, he finally decides to just leave all of the phones off the hook, and he eats ramen with pencils, and the erasers fall off, and he chokes on them. And then the phone rings in the office, and it's somebody testing the phones. Yeah, like, this whole scene serves scene. no purpose other than comedy. Oh, it's literally just antics. He gets out, and it's, we get random antics that his car is now broken for some reason. Oh, right. And he's arguing with his girlfriend, and he's like, I gotta go call about this case. Here, watch my car. The brake is broken. And so she goes to yell more about the, like, you're coming to have dinner with me and my mom. And his car just rolls in and destroys the phone booth. I mean, it's just hilarious antics. Hilarious antics. And I know he loves the classics, you know, Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd and whatnot. But he also apparently loves hacky jokes from, like, Ralph Cramden or something. <laughs> this is somehow Buster Keaton meets Archie Bunker with his misogyny. So he finally finds out where Selena is, and he goes to save her. And it's all just a ploy. Well, he throws her out the window into a... Off the roof into a swimming pool. Yeah, and uh, my my last note is... Crotch first into pool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, it does seem like the whole setup though wasn't to shoot her, but to actually shoot the other cop. Yeah, because <laughs> this one cop has turned traitor and pulls the gun on Jackie, and his name's Inspector Man. Inspector Man. Yeah, it sounds Inspector like a man. Sounds Inspector like a man. superhero. That's right. <laughs> sounds like the toy Z-list. franchise in the '80s that didn't take off. <laughs> Z-list superhero. I'm Inspector Man. Do you have any special powers? Inspecting. 
So the the heroin dealers decide to try to kill two birds with one stone by literally killing one of them and then framing the other one for that killing. Yep, they frame and uh, so Jackie Chan's all one and he shows up at the police station and they're like, well, Jackie, um, we got to arrest you for the murder of Inspector Man. And he just like, I didn't kill nobody. And he takes, you know, teenage police chief hostage and the, he walks him out. He gets in the car and they drive a little bit away. And Jackie Chan's like, you know, I wasn't going to hurt you, right? He's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to send the force after you. Yeah, like, well, it's I regulation. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to catch the bad guy before then. He's like, okay, you're a renegade cop, Jackie. I love it. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the mall. <laughs> yeah, where apparently um, the drug dealer's office is. Selena, Selena now downloading it from 1985 uh, Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Print it out on Dot Matrix. The Dot Matrix printer, which uh, we heard heard over uh, a little earlier tonight. Yes. She gets it all, all the information, and she's going to take it to the police, but they they realize what's up because she tripped their security. And so they all show up at the mall, and Jackie Chan's going to save her, and then we get the epic fucking mall climax. Set oh, Christmas, man. by the way. This is a Christmas movie. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, Virginia. Police Story is a Christmas movie. And it's this big-ass, like, six-story mall. It's a massive mall. <laughs> and that they destroy. They're smashing every display case. And there's so much broken glass that the crew actually referred to the movie as Glass Story. It's like a hardcore wrestling match in the back. People get hit with bats, going through tables, through glass. Nick, like, Cage, Nick Gage is in there with his lisp trying, right. to expl- trying to explain why it was a good idea to rob a bank with no mask on. <laughs> That's right. Jackie Chan is doing this is the Jackie Chan we know. It's just amazing stunt work in martial arts. He has this thing where he's like takes a clothes rack and he's whipping it around and because he does use a lot of props in his movies. Guy dies by getting run over by a motorcycle. Yeah. This death brought to you by Mitsubishi. <laughs> the Mitsubishi is Mitsubishi everywhere. He had right there while getting run over by a Mitsubishi bike. And, oh, all the broken glass. It's, it's just amazing. Although when he goes down the pole in that one part, the That's iconic the, part, Big iconic scene is because they throw the briefcase down to the ground floor and Jackie Chan is just like, well, first he tells May to go get the briefcase, but the gangsters push May down the stairs and he gets even mad. <laughs> and so he yeah. jumps like, on this electric pole, yeah, and just slides all the way down and smashes through this little Santa's village house. <laughs> and all I could think is that scene in Ghostbusters. Hey, does this pole still work? But he goes down the pole, smashes into the house, and immediately, all in one shot here, gets up and tackles the guy. But what had happened is, when Jackie Chan slid down this pole, well, he suffered second-degree burns from all the incandescent lights. So his hands were all burned. And the landing, he broke two vertebrae and dislocated his pelvis. But still was able to get up and chase this guy down. And the reason why they burned him is they just plugged the lights into the electric source of this building. 
when they were supposed to plug them into, like, a low-powered battery. Yeah, they were supposed to use a car battery for those lights so they wouldn't get hot, but they're like, no, let's just plug them into the wall so they're full-powered lights, and he just burns his hands. And he beats up the the drug dealers and the lawyer. (laughs) As they all deserve. Yeah, and... Well, yeah, they deserve it. They're all wearing sunglasses. True. Wear sunglasses inside. You wear sunglasses, you are evil. Yeah, and it goes into, like, he's still about to beat him up, and they are holding him back. Jackie, no, no, no credits. Like, wow. Sudden ending. It's like, calm down. Calm down. Like, And then they go to 14-year-old boss, and they say, like, aren't you going to charge him with something? He goes, I didn't see anything. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, God, this report's going to be horrible to write. Oh, and he's oh, like, well. what, what report? He's you like, know, what all report? Of this? I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't see <laughs> <laughs> the one guy with glasses on who's a good man. <laughs> yeah, is teenage police chief. <laughs> I was expecting, and because of the whole glasses thing, I was expecting him to be in cahoots with the heroin dealer. Yeah. And he gives him shit, too, about, like, oh, you're just brass. You don't know what it's really like to be a cop. We watched that movie last week. That was called Coffee. Yeah, and like every Jackie Chan movie, it ends with the credits over a blooper reel. Oh, yeah. And Jackie Chan blooper reels are not like other movies where people flub a line. It's Half of this is people being pulled out on hospital stretchers, Jackie Chan wincing in pain, and, and it's playing the theme song, which was sung by Jackie Chan, by the way. Yeah, because he's basically Frank Sinatra in China. He acts, he does kung fu, he sings... He supports the tyrannical government because they debatably because he has to. I'm going to I'm going to go with CTE. That's that's the reason why. Yeah. CTE. I mean, he's kind of I mean, I joke, but not impossible given the kind of impact he takes. If if you go on Vice's YouTube channel, I don't know what you think of Vice, but there's a whole video about why does Hong Kong not like Jackie Chan? Well, yeah, so Jackie Chan has CTE, basically. He he is the people at the end of the head chamber. So he... Uh, this movie is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I like it, but this is my problem with screwball comedies in general, as I said in the beginning. I would love this movie more, but the tones are just so whack- out there. <laughs> you know, like, we're goofy, now we're serious. Now we're really serious, but we're goofy again. It's... But see, that's one thing I loved about this movie, is how fun the antics were. Because you have your, like, big tentpole action movies now, where you get a good opening, and then you have two hours of nothing fucking happening before you get your big, giant, awesome climax. You have that with the first Avengers movie. You know, a lot of the Marvel movies, there's just that dead time in between the opening and the awesome climax. And this one fills out its dead time with really fun antics that I enjoyed. It's a weird movie because it sort of feels like a two-act play in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I could see that. She had the first act they go through and they go through the 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 court thing and he gets the guy gets off. And then you have the second, which is almost like a separate movie where it's like cops been framed of murder. He must clear his name. Yeah, yeah it's like, it becomes like, it's a, like a different a, character you almost. Of the movie because it's like a different movie. It's like kind of odd. Mm. I I will admit though, 
I, you know, I make jokes about his cartoon, and it just occurred to me how much Jackie Chan I need to watch because most of my exposure to him is like the stuff he did in the nineties, the Rush Hour movies and stuff. So it's weird to see like a movie where not only does he get really violent, but and kind of misogynistic. It's just weird, weird to get that together <clears throat> with what I know him for now. It's like if I grew up with Eddie Murphy just doing Shrek and Daddy Daycare, and then out of nowhere I watched Dangerous. Yeah, it's a lot like that. Um, but also this um, to bring up Bad Boys again, but not in a negative light. It is a lot like the Bad Boys movies because they I have the they have the big big action scenes, but there are a lot of like the antics with the wife and stuff. Yeah, Bad Boys is literally like seventy percent antics. Well, it stars a, a smart a, a comedian rapper and an actual comedian, so. And it's directed by Michael Bay. (laughs) You're going to title this bonus episode, Police Story, plus bad, plus bonus bonus, Bad Boys 2. They come out with a... Kevin gushes about Bad Boys 2. (laughs) They come out with a fourth one recently. Third, third. Apparently pretty decent. But it came out right, like... The weekend that Will Smith disgraced himself? No, it was... I want to say it was like the beginning of 2021. Oh, so during COVID. Yeah, like, but like right when people were starting to go back to theaters, <laughs> but then not. And so it did like a pretty good opening weekend and then kind of petered off fast. I think it's on HBO Max. I should, I should watch it. Hmm. I have not seen it. It's the only one of the three I haven't seen. I love Bad Boys 2, though. That's a, that's such a fun movie. I watched it. I probably watched it a hundred times in college. So next week, we are going back to New Zealand for Deathgasm. And week after that, um, we're trying something different with the episode and the bonus episode. We're watching a 1981 slasher film, and then the bonus episode is its 2009 remake. That sounds like sad. That sounds like fun, then followed by sadness. I know. <laughs> we'll get to see how well it works with the like watching the original and the remake in the same week. <laughs> Probably going to end up with us talking shit about the remake. <laughs> totally gushing about the original and an hour of fuck this movie. Oh, man. I think that is likely. Uh, but we you will sure want to make that? I'm pretty sure that's just an internet forum, period. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that's just a bloody disgusting forum or something. <laughs> there was some remake I saw that was being made right now. I don't know what it was. It was just recently announced, some other horror remake. And people were ranting, ranting already. I just kind of looked at them like, meh, it exists. But people were just, oh, remake We're not of... talking about the Munsters, right? No, not the Munsters. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, there's also Tim Burton's uh, Adam's Family. With Wednesday, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. We did... Uh... Jessica and I did have a discussion about wanting to do some Rob Zombie uh, movies in the future. Yes, yes, we do want nothing, to do those. Nothing concrete there, but it is something. I was listening to some some Rob Zombie in the car on the way home, and I'm like, oh yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects are awesome. And then Sid Haig was in last week's movie, and I was like, oh, it just got in my head. 
If you guys are going to do Rob Zombie Week, you're, I'm going to find a way to tunnel myself into that because I am probably the biggest Rob Zombie fan you'll ever meet. I got um, Probably won't be for a bit because, like I said, I plan ahead pretty well. Yeah, yeah I saw the list. <laughs> Schedule. It was, a, it was a thing that I thought would be kind of fun to do, though, and that's definitely exploitation films. <laughs> definitely his genre. So we will catch you all then. Have a great night. Bye. Bao 